Hey you guys, welcome back. So this is going to be part two of my postpartum journey. Part one was last week and it's where I talked about my postpartum depression and also how postpartum has really affected um, my relationship with the gym and just working out and just talking about the changes that I've had to make these past couple months and changes that I plan on making as well. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go back to the previous episode and listen to that. Um, But this episode is going to kind of be about everything else postpartum. Um, Just kind of, you know, like about breastfeeding and recovery and just learning how to be a mother and kind of the things that I've learned and things that I wish people told me. Um, And it's kind of like my relationship with my body and and how I'm feeling. I just wanted to share and document my journey because, you know, like I said in the previous episode, people are just really on Instagram talking about how amazing motherhood is. And while I'm starting slowly to see that it is beautiful, there's just all these other things I wish I would have been prepared for so I didn't feel so shocked and somewhat alone. So here we go. Let's dive into part two. Hey you guys, welcome to the Empowered Podcast hosted by your girl, Miranda Lee. I hope you're ready to get confident, throw away the all or nothing mindset, fully surrender to God, and strive to be 1% better every day. Don't forget, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Alrighty, let's get this party started. Okay, so I'm going to try to like go through these things kind of like quick and not go into too much detail because there's just so much to share. Um, And some of it might be a little TMI, but you know... I've never been one to hold back, so I'm just warning you now. Some of the things are just going to be quite interesting, but let's start with breastfeeding. Oh my gosh, I just want to say that before I became a mother and before I started breastfeeding, I kind of had like an idea of what I thought breastfeeding would be like, and I remember thinking like, why would anyone choose to do formula when they can just breastfeed? Breastfeed. Breastfeeding is, you know, free. Our body was made to do it. So why would anyone choose to not breastfeed? Well, my opinion on that has changed. First of all, I just want to say breastfeeding is freaking hard. It is. And I don't know how people did it back in the day when like formula wasn't even a thing or pumps weren't a thing because Geez, getting your kid to latch and kind of just going through the pain, like breastfeeding was not only just painful in the beginning, but it was a learning curve for both me and the baby. And I can see how, you know, it just really messes with your brain. Um, I decided after many nights of struggling to get, you know, my baby to latch long enough to eat that I was going to try to pump and give him um, a bottle of my breast milk. I was really against it, mostly because I thought if I did this, I was a failure. 
that I didn't do what my body was meant to do, that I didn't try hard enough. And when people asked me, oh, do you breastfeed? Was I gonna say like, no, I I, I don't. And I don't know, I kind of felt some, some shame in that. And looking back now, like that shouldn't have been something to feel shameful about. Um, but you know, it was hard because no one told me that breastfeeding was going to be really hard. So I thought, you know, something was kind of wrong with me. Like, why is this so hard? Why can't I get my baby to do this? So I decided for my mental health and to be able to sleep. So, you know, my husband could help feed the baby that I was going to start pumping and breastfeed and pump as well. So that is what worked for me, but it's going to be different for everyone. Some people are going to decide they just want to exclusively pump. And I'm not going to lie. I probably 90% exclusively pump. And then like the other 10%, I breastfeed. Um, and that just that's just what works best for me and my baby and my husband as well. So he can help and participate. And you know, like when my parents come and visit or my in-laws come and visit, or if someone wants to, you know, babysit, or if he goes to daycare that my baby can have a bottle and you know I'm choosing to pump and to choose breast milk but I can totally see now why formula is a very reasonable option like for your mental health and everything and I remember hearing um, breast is best but that's not true I also heard fed is best and 100% that is true you want to feed your baby and it's going to look different for everyone. So that's kind of what I learned from my breastfeeding journey. It was very emotional in the beginning because it was really freaking hard and it hurt, but you know, it was something new and it took practice and now I'm much better at it. It doesn't hurt. And you know, I am choosing to pump most of the time and that's just what works best for me and my family. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't just been super easy since that. Um, a couple weeks later, uh, I got clogged ducts, which was also something I only had like recently heard about. And once again, how did all these people back then survive when these things happen? So clogged ducts, it's like, you know, it gets clogged where milk isn't really coming out. Your boob gets super engorged. And it can lead to this really bad infection called mastitis. So to get a clogged duct out, which I did a lot of research and asking other people what they do. Oh man, there was just so much. There's massage, um, using heat, using cold packs, um, a lot of nursing and pumping to really try to get the clog out. So I was nursing my baby a bunch. I was pumping so much that like my boob was just hurting, but like nothing would come out. I would take scalding hot showers and being massaging my boob. Um, my mom got, you know, the Theragun out that, you know, you use to like massage your muscles and was using it on my boob and it hurt so bad. It got to the point where the doctor told me that my husband was going to need to try to suck the clog out. Once again, I told you TMI was coming. Um, so my husband tried to do that. It was very, um, very funny. Uh, I feel like it was kind of a funny moment that we needed. Um, very weird, but oh my gosh, it was so funny. Uh, I didn't work, didn't get the clog out, ended up having to just keep breastfeeding and breastfeeding until my baby got the clog out.
So after that, I was like, oh man, that was so scary. I hope that never happens again. And then a couple days later, it happens again. Same boob, clogged duct. Um, I felt a little more confident because I'd gotten it out previously. So I just kind of did the same things and I was good. And I was like, dang, I just really hope it never happens again. Uh, and then a couple weeks later, I get mastitis which is a really bad and scary infection in the boob. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I just wasn't feeling like, like the way it felt was like that my boob was bruised and I thought maybe um, my pumps were going too hard or something. And then I went to go to bed and I was freezing and I had body aches and I didn't feel good at all. I was super hot. Um, like my head was super hot and I had the chills and it turned out I had mastitis. That was horrible. I was so weak. I couldn't even like hold my baby. So thank goodness for my mom and dad that were able to help me. My mom slept in the same room as Ty. So I was able to try to get some sleep. Um, the doctors put me on antibiotics and yeah, after a couple of days, I started to feel more myself. Um, but once again, you have to continue to breastfeed and pump to, to try to fix it. You can't stop. So that was no fun because you can't get more than like two or three hours of sleep without waking up to pump. And man, that's just, that's another reason why I don't blame people for doing formula is because it's so time consuming. It really is like a full-time job to breastfeed or to pump. And... Uh, and then to get infections. I really hope I never get it again, knock on wood. Um, I am taking some preventative stuff, so hopefully it doesn't happen again. But yeah, so that really wasn't fun. Um, when it comes to recovering down south, that was definitely something no one talks about as well. Because um, you see in like the movies, like people have a baby and then they're up walking around and stuff. That's not true. Um, you have a baby and it hurts real bad down there. It takes a while for it to heal. And I went to, you know, my six week postpartum checkup and they were just supposed to check and make sure everything was good down there. I thought it was going to be easy peasy visit. Um, and they looked and they go, oh, it, it didn't heal right. Um, they said, we're going to have to use silver nitrate. Didn't really know what that was. And the doctor compared it to putting out a cigarette on your arm. So long story short, they cauterized me down there and I left in a lot of pain. I was walking like a very old lady. It hurt so bad. I was just so shocked because I didn't think that was something they were gonna have to do. Um, and you know, I had no pain meds or anything to prepare. And then funny story, I couldn't find my car in the parking garage so I was walking and walking in so much pain oh my gosh just to find out I was on the wrong floor of the parking garage so after 30 minutes of walking back and forth I finally found my car and just sitting in the seat in the car was so painful oh man and then it's like you still got to go home and yeah you still got to go home and be a mom and get the chores done around the house, care for your kid, feed, pump, 
try to get your kid to take naps, all these things, while you're just in pain. And I just remember thinking, I miss the days where, like, if I got sick or something happened, that I could just lay in bed and recover. And it kind of hit me that I'm not sure if that's really an option as a mom now, because it doesn't matter if I get sick or hurt, like, you know, I still got to care for my kid. So, oh man, yeah, motherhood is hard. <laughs> it really is. And like all these things, like I like realize, I'm like, dang, I took these things back then. For, yeah. And, yeah, that's so. I took these things for granted. I know, but I love you. I love you. And I'm glad that you're here. You just are a handful. All babies are handfuls. So, yeah, if you haven't figured out by now, Ty is here with me. Um, the first part of the podcast, he was doing so good and was taking a nap, and now he's awake. But there we go. Got to do what we got to do. But, yeah, recovering after a human pops out of you um, definitely is taking longer than I thought. And that's just another another example of how every body is different because I'm part of like this breastfeeding page and I asked on there how long it took everyone to um, recover from giving birth and there were some people that said after a couple weeks they were totally back to normal. There were other people who like said it was eight months. There was just all these different answers and it would be so much easier if we all knew, like, what to think. Like, okay, the doctor said six weeks, and then you come back in. And that's, like, not realistic to think that... It's not realistic to think that everyone is going to recover in the same amount of time. So, that's another thing that I definitely learned. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that I struggled with postpartum... Um, obviously was was getting him to sleep that was hard I read all of like the sleep training books and I had in my head what I thought I was going to do and things I was like I swear I'm never gonna do this and I'm gonna keep him on this schedule and that schedule and yeah he laughed in my face um, about that he said oh you want me to only sleep in the bed in my crib uh psych so so yeah that was definitely another learning curve and I me and my husband have found what works best for us um you know sleep is something that we all need and it's definitely a priority um so we have had to find what works best for us and it's a little combination of different things and it's it's really it's really helped us where in the beginning I probably would have said I never would have would have done what I'm doing now um but oh man I'm such a you know type A planning kind of person and I really thought that everything would go to my plan and it it doesn't I mean that's life I guess but uh that's been that's been so interesting is like the baby's in charge. I'm not in charge as much as I wish I I was and wish I could lay out the plans. 
I kind of have to go with the flow as a new mom and realize that it doesn't matter how many parenting books I read, how many sleep training books, baby books, all these things to prepare. It's, I'm, you're never going to be fully prepared. So yeah, that was a big one. And I think the last thing I'm going to just touch on is kind of my relationship with my body. I knew my body was going to change. I was prepared for that and I'm okay with that. Because right now, my body's purpose is different than it used to be. My body's purpose right now is to feed my child. Um, and I have to feed myself as well. So while it's not easy having a different body than I had a year ago, that is something that I um, have mentally prepared for, I guess. And... I think I'm doing okay with that because I have a healthy relationship with food, a healthy relationship with my body, no matter what size it is. Um, But one thing that I didn't realize was going to be so hard is that this body that I'm in is not mine anymore. And what I mean by that is that my body now is here to feed my baby, to hold my baby, to rock him to sleep, to pump, to breastfeed, to do all these things where I don't really feel like it's mine. And it's such a weird feeling and I'm sure other mothers can totally relate. Um, But it's just not the most enjoyable feeling where before my body was just mine. And now it's, it's more than that. What I eat and drink and do affects my child. Um, my baby was struggling with really bad gas for the first like three and a half months of his life. And, you know, a lot of it would come down to, okay, what was I eating or drinking? Could any of those things have a negative effect on the milk that my son was drinking? Um, and just those things where it's not, it's not just affecting me anymore. It's affecting my baby as well, which is something that's so beautiful, but so, so stressful at the same time. So that's definitely been a really big change. And it's something that I'm trying to get used to. And it is something that going back to the previous episode has kind of contributed to the postpartum depression and just not feeling like myself. But like I've said, I know it's going to get better. It it only can and um, life can't always be full of amazing, beautiful ups um, unless you go through painful downs and you know, this is just something I'm going to learn from and it's not fun and I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but I know it's just going to make me stronger. And it's easier for me like sit here and, and say that. Um, I'm trying to believe it as well, but but it is a little mantra that, that I tell myself to kind of help me get through the days. Um, but I think like the biggest takeaway of everything is we can't always be so set on these plans that we have and think that because those plans weren't met that were failures 
that's not true. We can prepare and have these plans and it can totally help us, but just if just because these plans weren't met doesn't mean that we're failing at whatever we're working toward. In my case, it's motherhood. It's having a baby, raising a baby, feeding a baby, all these plans that I had, all these books that I read, um, helped me somewhat prepare, but I had no idea what was coming. And it doesn't mean that I'm failing at it. And I think it's another win to like recognize that just because it didn't go how I planned and I'm adapting, I think that's kind of a win. So you guys know that with my one-on-one coaching, I'm all about celebrating these little wins when it comes to your fitness and nutrition. Well, guess what? I'm implementing that with my motherhood journey and my mental health journey is I'm just really trying to just to really trying to celebrate these little wins because woof, this is probably the hardest thing that I've ever done. But don't worry, I'm not going to make all these podcast episodes from now on like about motherhood and postpartum and stuff, but I do like sharing my journey with you guys whether it has to do with mental health, physical health, nutrition, fitness, motherhood, all these things. So if you guys have any podcast ideas or recommendations or topics that you want me to cover, whether it is fitness, nutrition, mental health, or even if it does have to do with motherhood, um, go ahead and shoot me a DM on Instagram at thisismirandalee. And I will try to make a podcast episode on whatever topic you guys are interested in. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, go ahead and give me a follow as well. But thank you guys so much for listening to part two of my postpartum journey. We were only four months in and I've already learned so much and life's been crazy. There's already been so many ups and downs and I know I can make it through this, but It's got to take it one step at a time, one day at a time. All right, you guys, I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me and have an amazing week. Bye.